Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hello, my beautiful babies, friends, old and new and everybody in between. Hey, if this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Super stoked to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about vitamin A. Uh, If you have skin issues, immune issues, autoimmunity, if you've got allergies, asthma, food sensitivities, if you get sick often, you're going to want to listen in because vitamin A is crucial for all those things I just mentioned. And since we're talking about nutrition in today's show, and I've been getting a lot of questions about the next round of the CCP, the Carb Compatibility Project, I figured I would announce it here first. The next Carb Compatibility Project starts officially on January 10th. The cart will open. So we'll open enrollment on Monday, December 27th. And then we'll officially do the hard start on Monday, January 10th. It's a four-week program. And it's organized in a way to be sure that you're eating enough and It's designed to make sure that you're meeting your nutrient needs. It's supportive of gut health, of energy, overall energy. It's kind of important. Uh, It's supportive of immune health, liver detoxification, and metabolic health, which is uber important. Uh, A client of mine actually lost 20 pounds on the last round. And um, so it is, I get that question a lot. Uh, And although I am not a weight loss nutritionist and don't talk a lot about weight loss here, uh, if you have weight to lose, it is a dietary plan that is supportive of that. So I would love to have you. That really is the place to get all of your nutrition cues answered up. Um, It's an awesome community. Last time we had, gosh, I think like 160 folks. So would love, 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 love to have you there. And before we begin the show officially, if you like this podcast, if this podcast has helped you in any way, I would love for you to pay it forward by sharing it with your people. Um, You can leave a review. A written review is really one of the best ways to get this podcast into the hands of more people, and that's kind of the ultimate goal. So I would be so appreciative if you could do that. All right, before we get into vitamin A, I do want to shout out our show sponsors. This one's for my Organifi-loving babies. Big sale coming your way huge. So Black Friday through Cyber Monday, they are running the biggest sale they've ever run. It's the biggest savings they've ever offered to date. So it's going to be using my code FUNK, F-U-N-K, 25% off of everything in the store and free shipping on orders over $100. So this will run from November 26th through November 26th. 
9th. And all you got to do is head to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash funk, and you can check them out. So if you've been using and loving Organifi like I have, I know a lot of you are because you tell me all the time, um, stock up. Now is your chance to stock up on all the products. If you've never tried it before, now's your chance to try. My particular favorite is the Organifi Red Juice. I know I've told you before that I don't like the green. I'm coming around on the green. I've been drinking the green every day. It's like that kind of thing where you're I, like, I don't get excited about it, but then I feel good after I drink it. Um, and then obviously the gold is like an all timer. Um, gold is the turmeric. You create your own golden milk. That one's delicious. I also really love the harmony blend. That's kind of like female hormone blend. Anyway, I could go on and on, go try all the goods and let me know if you're using it and loving it. 25% off black Friday deal. You cannot go wrong. Now let's get into the meat of it. Pun intended. A few weeks ago, I voiced my concern about the new nutrition scoring system. So that was episode 178, my thoughts on the new nutrition scoring system. Really what I was focusing on um, in terms of my concern was the villainization of meat. And I just think that being told that meat is bad, that it's unhealthy, and that processed food options are superior does not set us up for health success. In my eyes, it's simply not true. And my experience, both personally as somebody who did not eat meat for 20 years, and also clinically working in clinic with clients, really corroborates this. So... I had posted about this um, a, a few weeks back on Instagram, and people really came out in drove, droves echoing the same thing, which is, gosh, I was on a, um, a vegetarian or vegan diet, and my health really suffered. But I was being told that that was the healthiest way to eat, so I stayed on it and didn't really start my recovery until I started including animal products. Now, that is not going to be true for everybody, but I will tell you it is true for an awful lot of folks that I see. And I want to just throw this out there that if you choose not to eat meat for religious reasons, for cultural reasons, for moral reasons, or just because you don't want to, do you. I'm never going to argue against your body, your choice. But what I do want you to do is just be really mindful of where you might be missing out nutritionally. And don't make the choice to abstain from meat just because anyone shamed you into it. So what I did was I shared this infographic where your plant-based diet might be lacking. Note the word might. I did not say will. I did not say this is definitive just things to be aware of. B12, vitamin D, vitamin K2, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, and preformed vitamin A. And it's that last one that is going to be the name of the game of today's show. And if you, I'm not going to do a deep dive into plant-based eating or into any of that, but if you want more information, you can go to episode 130, plant-based diets, eating meat in sustainable diets, and episode 132, how much protein do we really need? Both of those are actually re-releases because they're two of the, the most listened to shows of all time on the podcast. So we re-released them last year. But so you can check them out. Um, but I, what's interesting is when I did post this, 
I went on to say in the in the um the caption of the post, don't get mad about this. I said, before you have a big bad emotional reaction in the comments, please understand that I don't have an agenda outside of helping you reinforce your health. That's it. That's why I spend hundreds of hours, literally, my friends, hundreds of hours every single month creating free resources for you. That's it. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not, it doesn't matter to me if you eat meat or not eat meat. I'm just helping you get some information into your hands so you know what's best for you. And the reason that I put that disclaimer, and I always put disclaimers like that, is because I truly understand what it's like to see something that rubs up against your own belief system. And this oftentimes happens in the no meat um, group. And I, you know, I have fully admitted when I was a vegan, I was a soapbox vegan. So I get it. I really, really do. Uh, but if, if, if you see something that rubs up against your belief system, you can get really frustrated or angry. And, you know, I get it, right? So I just want to say that if you're listening right now and you eat a meat-free diet and you're fully healthy, awesome. Super, super glad for you. Like, I'm stoked for you, truly. But that doesn't mean just because it works for you doesn't mean that it's appropriate for everyone. And trying to argue that just because it works for you, it should work for everyone really invalidates people's lived experiences. And it's something that I see, see quite often is people saying, well, this works for me and this is what I believe. Therefore, it should be the thing that everybody does. Come on, man. Like, that's, that's, that's silly. Um, and I just want to remind folks that like, y- you can't erase my 11 years of clinical experience. You can't erase my personal lived experience. And you cannot erase the lived experience of my clients and all the people coming forward in the comments of this, sec- of this post or these posts saying like, hey, a meat-free diet actually didn't work for me. Like This is all real. It's all happening. So you can't just erase those things to fit your narrative, right? Because this is all still happening. Anyway, I just want to say that when you listen to this podcast, please understand that my intention is not to convince you to start eating meat. And I don't say this just about today, but like the podcast, like since its inception, it's not to convince anybody to start eating meat. It's just to make you aware of some potential nutrient gaps with a meat-free diet. And these were things that I was not aware of during my 20 years as a vegetarian, and my health suffered because of it. So I want to share this with you. And this whole stuff really sparked a lot of great comments, great shares, and great questions. And so that is what I want to bring forth here to the podcast because in this particular episode, because there was some genuine confusion about the difference between vitamin A and beta carotene. So I want to clear that up for you here today. Because somebody said, totally get the question, well, can't you just get all these nutrients from plants? And eh, no, you kind of can't. That's not technically true. Um, People are like, well, you can get, or somebody said you can get vitamin A from vegetables. I'm like, well, not exactly. So let's clear that all up because beta carotene is often used synonymously with vitamin A, but it's not exactly the same. Beta carotene is actually the precursor to vitamin A. And our bodies can convert the plant form beta carotene into preformed vitamin A, which is also called retinol. So we can do that conversion process in our bodies. However, issues with this conversion process are common. A lot of folks struggle with this. And this is mostly due to genetics, but it 
other factors can be at play, like a zinc deficiency or a low-fat diet. Those things can impair the conversion and impair the absorption. So this is why a lot of people or some people can consume tons of these carotenoid-rich plants or even take beta-carotene supplements and still have a vitamin A deficiency. So yes, you absolutely can get the vitamin A precursor from your veggies in your fruits. However, the vitamin A activity of beta-carotene can be surprisingly low and variable. So the, the, the foods where you can access beta-carotene are different than the foods in which you would access preformed vitamin A. So with beta-carotene, we can find uh, we can find this in all the red, orange, yellow, and some of the green veggies. They can contain that specific carotenoid. And listen, we should be eating these things, right? I'm always advocating for lots of color, for pigment-rich fruits and veggies and a wide variety of them, for fiber-rich foods, all a hell yes in my book. So the specific sources of beta-carotene are winter squash, butternut squash, for example, sweet potatoes, carrots, bell peppers, spinach, Swiss chard, broccoli, cantaloupe, apricots. You kind of get the picture, right? And we should be eating those, right? Absolutely. Preformed vitamin A, however, is only found in animals. And this is why we can see a vitamin A deficiency in a vegetarian diet. So sources of true preformed vitamin A would be liver, cod liver oil, um, which is usually taken as a supplement. I mean, you, you put it in a spoon and you take it down. Oily fish like mackerel and salmon. Uh, we can see some vitamin A in eggs and then dairy products like cheese and butter, but especially goat dairy. Goat dairy is, um, is a really great source of vitamin A. So you can see why we would run into some problems if we're abstaining from those foods and we don't, we don't have the ability to appropriately convert beta-carotene to vitamin A, right? It all makes sense. Once you have the lay of the land, it all makes sense. Let's take a quick break to thank our show sponsor, Coyote River Hemp Co. They're doing really awesome stuff in the whole CBD and hemp world. They are using sustainable agriculture, community engagement, regenerative farming practices, really good stuff. I personally have been using their products, their CBD products for on and off for a few years now. And I have to tell you, this is the God's honest truth that I just feel better when I am consistently taking CBD. I go through periods where I take it every day. I go through periods where I do not. And I just feel more even keeled, more calm. And when I'm taking it, daily, I honestly feel like I just don't feel stressed out. And, you know, that's not easy to say in today's world. So check them out, coyoteriverhempco.com. The tincture that I use is the thousand milligram full spectrum hemp oil. However, if you're first starting out, you don't necessarily need to go for the big guns. You can start with the 500 milligram, save some coin and see how you do at the lower dose. That's really what I would recommend, but check them out. Use code FUNK10 to save 10% off of all of your purchases. We also want to thank our other show sponsor, BioCult. Their boosted product is a multi-strain probiotic four times the concentration of the original formula, which is why I prefer it 
All of their probiotic strains are backed by clinical research. It really makes a great everyday probiotic. I just had somebody on Instagram reach out and say, this stuff has changed me. Thank you. So it's a great product. And the cool thing about it is that there's no need to refrigerate it. So you can take it with you when you're traveling, which I highly recommend because most of our guts get really jacked up when we're off our schedule, when we're traveling, when we're doing things that we don't normally do. So taking a probiotic with you is a good bet. You can give it to your kiddos. Those, uh, the capsules can break apart. You can sprinkle it into yogurt or oatmeal or add it to a drink. This is what I do for Hattie. I put in a little shot glass with a bit of water and she just shoots it down. So head to their website using the link in our show notes. Use code FUNK15 to save 15% off of your order. Now, why do we care? Like, why do we care about vitamin A? It's associated with lots of stuff or deficiency. Low vitamin A is associated with lots of problems. Autoimmunity being one of them. We're going to talk about that in just a sec. Allergies and food sensitivities, asthma, poor immune function, getting sick often, and that includes respiratory illnesses, skin conditions like keratosis, polaris, um, any type of acne-like bump bumps in the skin, um, which is often known as ker- uh, keratosis pilaris or a, a hardening of the skin or thickening of the skin of the first layer of the skin. Um, and that can present like little chicken skin or like little bumps. Um, dry, itchy, scaly skin, including scalp. So if you have a crusty scalp, this could be part of the picture. And then chronic dry eyes. All of these are associated with low vitamin A. And it's just uber important when it comes to the immune system, vitamin A particularly autoimmunity, food sensitivities. It's really important for gut health. And the reasons why is one, it supports secretory IgA. Gosh, you've heard me talk about this on the the podcast a lot of times before. I'm sure secretory IgA is one of the first lines of defense uh, of our immune system. And so when these cells are suppressed or low, then we tend to get sick more often. Um, And this happens in our gut too. So that's something that I'm always looking for when I'm looking at a stool stool test, what are, what's the secretory IgA at the level of the gut? What's happening here? And when I see that low, oftentimes vitamin A is one of the therapeutic strategies that I'll use clinically. Um, vitamin A also supports appropriate dendritic cell um, functions. Dendritic cells are immune cells. They have these long arms and they roam around inside the small intestine and then they reach in and around and sample proteins from the foods that you eat. And it's these guys that decide whether to have an immune response or not. And then it communicates that message to the rest of the immune system, like attack, 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 or no, we're good, we're good. Um, these guys, dendritic cells, can get overactive. When they're overactive, we start responding to a lot of food. So we get a lot of food sensitivities, um, and this is not good because overactive dendritic cells just think that they they need to attack. Everything that they encounter needs to be attacked. Everything's a foreign invader. So these dendritic cells are activated by uh, retinoic acid receptors, which come from vitamin A. So they do get dysfunctional with vitamin A deficiency. So vitamin A helps to support the immune's response to the foods that we're eating and prevent food sensitivities. 
Uh, vitamin A also works on T regulatory cells to dampen any type of inflammation. T reg cells help to regulate inflammation and autoimmunity. T reg cells decide whether to trigger an immune reaction. They help to restrain the immune system and prevent an excessive response. Um, and they stop our immune cells from attacking our own tissue. So T reg cells appropriate Treg cell function is critical when it comes to autoimmunity and vitamin A is a big part of this. So if 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 you struggle with any of those things that I just talked about, you really want to think about your vitamin A status and there are ways to test this. So this is a big question that came up over on the old Instagram. How the heck do I know what my vitamin A is? How do I test it? So I'm going to go through some different options for testing. One, the most basic is a serum test for vitamin A. It's, it would be on the, the lab as retinol or vitamin A. Uh, you can do this through LabCorp, through Quest, just your basic lab, you, uh, you know, your, your blood draw centers. You can ask your physician for these tests. It's pretty, pretty easy. It's just a basic blood draw uh, and not super duper expensive. Now, that is just looking at your vitamin A. If you want to get more into um, overall status, you can do some more expensive um, functional lab testing. Doctor's Data Fat-Soluble Vitamins is a really great one. And then Genova's Ion Profile is another one. So these two labs are functional labs, and they also look at beta carotene. So you can see your beta carotene levels in relation to your vitamin A levels, which is kind of cool. So if your beta carotene is high and your vitamin A is low, you could assume that you're not doing that conversion process great. And so it would probably make sense to either include more vitamin A rich foods or supplement with vitamin A. Um, now, those two tests that I just mentioned are more costly, but they're also looking at a lot more. Doctor's data the fat-soluble vitamins, and, and these are all blood tests, by the way. Uh, that one looks at vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin K, so all the fat-soluble vitamins, and CoQ10, really important um, antioxidant. And then Genova's ion panel or profile looks at amino acids, it looks at your fatty acid profile, and it looks at fat-soluble vitamins. Um, and then there's also the option of going the micronutrient testing, like NutraEval in SpectraCell. I'm not entirely sure that they look at beta carotene. I don't know that off the top of my head. That would be something to consider. So if if you are on a plant-based diet uh, or a vegetarian diet or your, your diet that does not in, uh, include animal proteins, it's not a bad idea to get your overall um, nutrient status tested. Um, it's something that we do in in our clinic. I think it could be really great information, um, especially for somebody on a more restricted diet. Anyway, um, there's another, uh, another idea. If you want to know, we had just talked about certain folks have issues with converting that plant-based beta carotene into the active hormone vitamin A. And if you want to know if you're one such person, that's where the nutrigenomics testing can show you um, whether or not you're you're good at that genetically. Now, the nutrigenomics testing won't show 
vitamin A status, but it can give you genetic insight into those conversion issues with beta carotene and vitamin A. So that could be, if, if you're hearing me say that and you're like, but how do I know? That would be the way to know. Um, and I always just, this is like my forever disclaimer when it comes to nutrigenomics testing. Be sure if you're going to go that route, be sure you're working with somebody who can interpret your results and help you understand them. Otherwise, you will end up with a bunch of really overwhelming information that you just won't know what to do with, and that is no bueno. So you really want to work with a qualified uh, practitioner who has skill set around this. Um, okay, so once you've secured that data, that and, and you maybe you know that you have a vitamin A deficiency, or maybe you're experiencing some of the symptoms or the health conditions that I just discussed that are associated with low vitamin A, we always want to figure out why. You know, like if you're low in vitamin A, why is it? And here are some of the common reasons. And the most obvious one, you know, it's like when you hear hoofbeats, go looking for horses before you go looking for zebras. Um, The most obvious one is you're eating a diet lacking in preformed vitamin A. And this would be a vegetarian or a vegan diet, right? especially if you've got that poor conversion of beta carotene. That would be another reason. You're, you're eating a, a, a diet low in preformed vitamin A and you don't do that conversion process very well, right? That's kind of like a one-two punch. So that could certainly lead to low vitamin A. Another one is consuming a low-fat diet. You know, I, I feel like we are on the other side of the low-fat phenomenon. Um, so most people that are in, you know, that are like conscientious of health are not restricting their fat like we used to in the 80s and the 90s. Um, But a low-fat diet can certainly impair absorption of any fat-soluble vitamins, including vitamin A. And then, of course, if there's any type of malabsorption issues like celiac disease, for example, um, which can impair the lining of the gut and the, the, the villi, the microvilli can get impaired. And that's really what's responsible where most of the absorption happens. So um, that could impair our ability to absorb vitamin A. And then gallbladder and bile issues we can see because we need, an, uh, we need healthy bile production. We need healthy bile flow and we need healthy gallbladder in order to um, absorb our fats, essentially emulsify our fats and, and access those fat soluble vitamins. So we can see issues here if we have issues with fat absorption. Um, and I'm going to talk about gallbladder in an upcoming episode. So why don't we sit tight on that? I just started to go in my head. I was like, oh, I should go down this rabbit hole right now. And I'm like, that's actually a whole other show, Air Bear, pump the brakes. Um, so just keep that in mind that there are some, um, some, some reasons beyond just not eating enough in the diet. And again, if you're looking to shore up your nutrition, might I recommend the Carb Compatibility Project? Again, we're going to open up that cart on December 27th. Um, There's a pre, this is like totally optional, but if you're like, okay, I'm in the holiday like wonkiness and I just want to start feeling better, um, we do have a prep week that, so you can sign up early and do the prep week before we officially start. And a lot of people really like to do that. Anyway, another question, last question that I'm going to get to here, uh, folks really wanted to know about supplementation. Okay. It's like, okay, let's say 
I am on a meat-free diet or, you know, I don't really like a lot of animal products and I don't really have any interest in including them, but I am concerned about vitamin A. Either I know that I have low vitamin A or I have some of those symptoms or some of that stuff going on. Can I supplement? And you sure can. You absolutely can. I would just make sure that you're supplementing not so much with beta carotene, but with retinol, the true preformed vitamin A. The two that I like and use the most clinically are Apex Energetics. That's a practitioner brand. Be sure that you don't buy it on Amazon. They will price gouge. Um, and then Seeking Health. And I like these because they're liquids. So you can really titrate the dose really well and a lot more easily than in pill form. Both of those are available on my online dispensary. So I'll just make sure that we link it up here in the show notes so you can access that if that's something that you're looking for and you're looking for like a a, a good quality vitamin A supplement. Um, I will, I'm not going to give dosing recommendations here just because it is a fat soluble vitamin and um, you want to be mindful that you're not overdoing it. So uh, that would be something that you would either want to err on the side of caution and take a lower dose or work with a practitioner uh, for specific dosing. All right, my friends, that is it. That's a, a quick and dirty download on vitamin A. Much respect to vitamin A. I don't think it gets its time in the, the sun like it should, but super important and a pretty common uh, deficiency that we see. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.